The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. Do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and everyone who knock, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for the children's sermon. You seem tired. That's okay, I'm tired too. Summer has a way of making us tired, even when we're resting or we think we're resting. That's okay. It happens. Did you catch what Jesus was teaching today in the story we just read? What is it? Yeah. That's true. But Jesus taught us a prayer today. And it sounds a little familiar. I'll give you a hint. It starts, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Have you ever heard a prayer like that? I think you have. Sometimes we call this the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. 
A lot of times we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Now, some of you might know this. Some of you might not. It's okay. I remember when I was probably around your age. I remember my dad and my mom teaching me this prayer as one of my bedtime prayers. I would pray this with them every night. And I used to pray it really fast. Mostly because I just wanted to be done, right? So I'd see how fast I could say it, almost like the fastest words you've ever heard put together, right? And what do you think my mom and my dad said? Do it right? Kind of. They said, slow down. <laughs> I said, why? They said, well, we're not talking to one another right now. We're talking with God. And it's a really good thing to spend a little bit of time with God at the end of each day. And so what I've started doing since then is taking each little line in the Lord's Prayer and saying it and then thinking about it a little bit. So I'll say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I'll think about heaven. And I'll think about God. And then I'll say, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I think about, what would it be like for heaven to be on earth? What would it be like if we all acted exactly how God wanted us to act? And then I say, give us this day our daily bread. And I think, what all did I eat today? What all did I use today? What What's everything that I need to live and survive? I do that for every piece of the Lord's Prayer. It really has me thinking a lot lately. So I've got a challenge for you this week. Just like last week when you're supposed to go out and spend a little time with God, right? I want you this week to go and every day whether by yourself or with somebody else, if you need someone to teach you or you just like having someone with you, I want you to pray the Lord's Prayer. And every time you pray, I want you to think about what you're saying. I want you to think about what those words mean and maybe even what those words are doing as we're praying them. I want you to talk with whoever you're praying with or somebody over the course of the week about what you're thinking I hope you come back next week thinking a little bit more about what we pray. Does that make sense? I also want you all to get some rest. Sound good? Mm -hmm. All right. Shall we say a prayer? Yeah. Let us pray. God, we're very thankful. We're thankful that you have taught us how to pray and that you welcome us into your presence. Help us to spend time with you each day. Help us to think about the words that you have taught us. Help us to look more like them each time we pray them. Help us to have what gives us life, our daily bread and rest and everything else. And help us to come back again, a little more like you. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Cooper. In the name of Jesus, amen. I've been thinking of the yearning and the desire portion of this text over the course of this week, how when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we're actually wanting these things to happen, and how in this persistent friend at midnight parable, we have someone who first tries to get some bread because he's a friend, and eventually just tries to get some bread because he's not going to go away. He's not going to stop asking. And in that persistence... I thought, what would I wake up someone in the middle of the night and then having them not answer the door, keep knocking on the door for? In other words, what am I yearning for? What are we yearning for together as people, as a church? In the midst of my sermonizing, I had a friend Wade Zunk, who was the guitarist, one of the guitarists, at uh, my home congregation. He passed away this week. It was sudden, it was a car accident, but at the same time, unfortunately, and in a great deal of blessing, I've been reflecting on some of his life and all the things that he taught me. And this guitarist, when I was 14, 13 years old and started drumming for our contemporary worship service, he was the, what I like to call the normal one, right? <laughs> and so as we would be in practice and I'd be worried about whether or not I'm doing anything right, he would kind of stand in the back with me and as the people up front, the singers and, you know, people who cared about musicianship and everything, would argue whether or not to take a song a step, half a step down or not, he and I would just kind of sit in the back, talk, have fun, basically mess around until we got in trouble, and then we'd just play. It was really fun to play with Wade, and we had a great time throughout high school, but as you know, eventually you go off to college, and I did that. And that first summer back from college, I came back, and they hadn't been able to find a consistent drummer yet, and so they asked me to drum for the summer, and I did. And the first song that we played when we were back together, I think it was, I forget what song it was, but it was a faster piece, and we played, and Wade and I were just really digging each other, and we were feeling where the next person was going to go, and we got to the end of the song, and Wade, who is usually subdued and, you know, said five words each practice, something like that. There's a space after the song's done, and he just goes, yeah! We all look at Wade, and he's like, man, I haven't played like that since you left, and it's been a real long year. (laughs) Yeah. 
And in his death, I keep thinking of that. Of that yearning. Of that desire to play in a way that you know you can play, but it's just not there for a season. Of that desire to sing in a way that you know you can sing, but the song's just not there. To be something that you know God has created you and made you to be, but it's just not happening. When I pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I imagine a lot of that. I imagine a time when we're able to be the people that God made us to be and we're able to sing the songs God wants us to sing, literally and metaphorically, and we're able to look like the body of Christ looks. Wade was yearning for something very particular for that season. And believe me, he did a whole lot of asking for other drummers. He did a whole lot of knocking on people's doors. He did a whole lot of everything that comes at the end of that text. But it was a season of waiting. It was a season of yearning. Hopeful yearning, but a long season of yearning. So what are we yearning for? What's the thing that feels inside of us like we know it can happen, like we can see it happening in our mind's eye, like we've seen it happen before, but it's just not happening in this season of life? What's that thing that we know would give us life, we know would give us energy, but it's just not here right now? What's that thing for us as a church and us as people that we need but it seems far away. I've got my answers, and I'm willing to share them with you, but I think that's a conversation best done either around a campfire or in the parking lot or in person so we get to spend as much time as we want dreaming those things and feeling those things together. In the midst of all this, there's a promise. In the midst of all this, there's a promise that the God who creates these yearnings in our hearts will be the God who satisfies these yearnings as well. And the God who teaches us this prayer of yearning is the God who answers this prayer of yearning as well. That the God of heaven and earth will indeed walk with us by the Holy Spirit, through these seasons of yearning and meet us on the other side. Which lets us not become mournful in our waiting, though we might, but keep a hope as well. What are you yearning for? This week, I invite you as well to pray this hopeful prayer. I invite you to stop on each line and think about what you're yearning for. And as this prayer shapes and molds you 
as it has done for generations upon generations. Share. Share your heart's yearning. Share what God is doing. And know that this God indeed sits and eats and drinks with you in this prayer. God be with you. Amen.